Welcome to Live Long and Dead. It is Friday, August 14th. It is 9 o'clock p.m. and I am here with a very awake Cade. He had his bottle. He's at his bedtime routine. He is lying on my stomach with his feet arched up in the air and his head up in the air looking at I don't know what. The fan over there. <sighs> Grandma and Grandpa let him sleep while uh, I was doing some work for Eastside at like 5.30. And so he's wide awake. I'm hoping a little podcasting will soothe the beast and he will go to sleep. So the big news tonight is that yesterday we got James into his new bedroom. The former playroom, now James's room. And that opens up James's old room for the babies. Um, we have a crib assembled that Cece's been in in the big be- our master bedroom. And instead of Heidi disassembling that and moving into the playroom, like, well, since Cade sleeps so crappy anyways, let's have Cade in there. Cece can go into James's old room where she will be not disturbed for her 13 hours of sleep. And uh, so yesterday, um, you know, we've been telling James, it's going to be pretty soon, James, that we're moving into the new bedroom. And so like 4 o'clock, we're like, hey, how would you feel about moving in tonight? And it was a meltdown for like 10 minutes. Uh, But then as the night wore on, he got more excited. And by bedtime, he was super excited, where he was like, I want to go to bed now. Heidi put up some nice uh, yellow blackout curtains with stars on them because he likes space. His old bedroom was space-themed. Heidi hung up all of his artwork. He has his the artwork he's made on one wall and then the artwork we bought for him on the other and moved his couple of little things from his room, uh, his baby monitor, uh, his uh, Echo Glow lamp, which, uh, yeah, a lot of these Amazon devices, I well, several of them are scoff-worthy, like the Ring or the um, <laughs> eyewear, but this Glow is a nightlight for kids, and it, it's this little globe thing, and it changes color, and it's cool. James likes it. It's also, you can tap it to change colors. So he moved that in there, moved his clock. And he has a Enterprise D uh, fleece blanket. <laughs> and he has star uh, sheets and a pillow. So he was all excited and he slept right. He got a thank you, big brother, for letting us have your room gift from the twins, which was a little six-inch die-cast cruise ship, which he's been obsessed with Titanic and cruise ships in general, so got him that, and he was super excited about that, played with it all day, and then I got him, uh, there was an eBay thing of all the Batmobiles, little die-cast, Hot Wheels-sized Batmobiles, so it has the Adam West, the Tim Burton, the Schumacher, the animated series and the Nolan and the Bat Pod too, or the bike. And he liked those, but he was super excited about the boat. So 
Cade is not acting sleepy at all. Come on, dude. I don't want to give him the passy because then when he's asleep and he loses the passy, that wakes him up. Better to get him to go to sleep without the passy. But oftentimes, this passy doesn't seem to be on my side table. Oh, because Grandma and Grandpa were here and they don't leave stuff where it should be. Cade, shh, buddy boy. Such a lovely whining sound when I am super tired at the end of the day. Where's your gosh darn pacifier, dude? Thank you, Grandma and Grandpa. Oh, I'm screwed. All right. Um, shh, buddy boy. Um... So that was cool, moving James in, and I was hopeful that the sleeping arrangements would work for the babies, but Cade fell asleep on me, took him to the back bedroom, put him in the crib. By the time I walked to the end of the hallway, he was crying and awake, and Heidi went back there and got him to sleep, and again, within 10 minutes, as soon as our Grubhub arrived, he was awake and crying. So at that point, I said, screw it, and just have him fall asleep on me out here, and then put him in the bassinet, which has been working okay. And I think he woke up twice, like 1.44 a.m. and then 6.30 or 7 a.m., so not, not a terrible night. But uh, still, I was really excited about the possibility of both babies not being in the living room. Um, because when Cade's out here, he is a light sleeper. We tell the Amazon device to play rain sound, white noise. And so we've got that going. The TV's low. Heidi reads the subtitles, and I just mess around on the iPad and go to sleep. Um, not too fun. And we have to like, walk on eggshells in the kitchen to not wake him up. So the idea of him being in the back bedroom turn the rain sound on in there and then live like normal adults in the living room would be super cool <sighs> and uh, tonight we're trying so he's been in these Merlin suits which are make him look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and it limits their movement it's supposed to give them the same snug feeling as a swaddle uh, but it's easier to put them into and uh, but he just can't move very well. And Heidi noticed last night that he was into his pacifier and he'd lose it. And then because of the Merlin suit, he couldn't really get it back. So Heidi suggests, let's try a sleep sack with him. But the reason we put him in the Merlin in the first place is he's a wiggly little baby. And we will see. It's super hot. It's like 105 today. It's 85 right now at 9 p.m. 78 degrees in the big bedroom so sleep sack is cooler temperature wise so we'll give it a shot Heidi just walked back with Cece to get her to sleep and then she's going to come out here and help me and try and get Cade down but uh, not going to get my hopes up again because that was disappointing last night that I spent another night on the couch and Cade was still out in the living room he's super flaily still Picking up his head, rubbing it against my chest. Go to sleep, dude. I wish I had that pacify. Um, the last two days have been pretty rough. Heidi had professional development 
uh, over the Zoom. So yesterday was 8.30 to 11.30 and then 12.30 to 4.30. And she tried what she could uh, to be a parent, but a lot of it, it was all about being a better teacher on Zoom and tactics and uh, ways to do it. So some of it was interactive and all of it she had to take notes on and pay attention to. So, you know, if a baby was not cooperating she couldn't really do much and so most of the day I was on my own um my mom came over uh in the afternoon for a little bit and then again in the evening but you know okay she plays with James I'm still with two babies and uh so two days in a row and for more professional development today and, uh, yeah, it's pretty exhausting. The two babies, they are getting better. I mean, uh, I'm enjoying the smiles and whatnot, but still, uh, Cece, dude, chill out, buddy boy. Uh, Cece, when she gets ready for a nap, you can put her in the crib and she will soothe herself to sleep and take a cat nap for 20 to 40 minutes. Um, but Cade needs to fall asleep on me usually, and then I can transfer him maybe. So that's hard to do when I'm in charge of both. And, uh, yeah, buddy, go to sleep. So I'm pretty pooped. Um, the other day, Heidi and I, well, Heidi had the thought of, Maybe I don't want to send James to my private school for kindergarten. And I thought about it, and to send him to the private school with our uh, employee discount would be 600 a month. And I mean, that's a lot of money. And I talked to a mother whose kid did virtual kindergarten last year at this school and she said it was about an hour hour and a half a day and $600 a month for like middle or high school where they're doing like a full course load and it's like four or five hours a day that I could justify in my head but $600 a month for an hour to an hour and a half and then I asked uh, another friend who's son did virtual kindergarten at a different school last year. Did he get anything out of it? Nope. Not a thing. So I'm like, let's consider public. Now, I'm a public school kid. Dude. Dude, calm down. Shh. I'm a public school kid and it was awful. It was a nightmare. So many jerks. Giant class sizes. Um, it was a miserable educational experience. And I went and I went to nicer Los Angeles public schools. I went to Carpenter Avenue in Studio City and Walter Reed in North Hollywood. And uh, Walter Reed in particular was, it was like something out of a movie. Both my English classes in seventh and eighth grade had kids that they would call security in for and drag them out to uh, the principal's office 
where you had it. Okay, go to sleep. Go to sleep. <sighs> um, yeah, I'm going to come back to this because no need for you guys to hear Cade's whining. So I'll take a break and I will be back when he is not whining. Welcome back. It is now Monday, August 17th at like 9.15 p.m. Once again, Cade is not wanting to go to sleep, so tried singing to him, and that didn't work. He keeps arching his neck up and just looking around, so I figured, let's podcast. Um, don't really remember where I left off last time. I think I was talking about how we are going to be sending James to public school, and that starts tomorrow, by the way. Um... So yeah, we figure that uh, virtual kindergarden that's only an hour and a half to two hours a day is definitely not worth paying for private school. And a couple of people we've talked to who had kids that age last spring for, for the beginning of COVID said their kids got nothing out of it. So what the heck, let's do public and... Uh, because even if, let's say, COVID is lightening up in January and they say, okay, schools are back open and we're going to do the half the kids come in Monday, the other half come in Tuesday and alternate like that, we would not send James uh, because of his heart condition and his asthma and then the twins at home and Heidi's folks with pre-existing conditions. If James brought it back, it could kill any one of them. So, uh, for this year, public and uh, reevaluate once schools are back to normal. Uh, I was a public school kid and went to relatively nicer public schools, and it was a nightmare. Uh, have no friends from that era. Um, middle school was scary there was a dude that looked like he was 20 in my PE class and he had a gun in his locker um I just found this one little group of outcasts <laughs> and we'd hung out by one of the bungalows and uh yeah I just kind of laid super low in middle school and I kept my head down and uh lots of jerks um throughout my elementary and middle school. Being a big guy, I was 5'10 in fifth grade. You know, the little a-holes with a chip on their shoulder wanted to take me down to make themselves feel big. In third grade, I was in a third, fourth split, and there was this real prick of a kid named BJ. He was from, like, Brooklyn. 
And so he was new, so he had a chip on his shoulder, and he picked on me. He threw my lunchbox under a shipping container with all the uh, earthquake supplies and couldn't get it. He punched me once or twice. And uh, I've never been in a fight my entire life. Um, ooh, burp. Um, in eighth grade, there was this... I was like 6'5 in 8th grade. Uh, but there was this kid named Daniel, I think his name was. And he was like 6'1", so he wasn't small. And he teased me a bunch, teased me about my vision. And so one day, I had had enough. And so I shoulder-checked him into some lockers. And I figured that was the end of it. And I uh, started walking away into homeroom. And he punches me in the square in the back. And I'm thinking, in the back, that doesn't hurt. And I'm, but I'm also thinking, you see, you just hit me in the back. So as I'm turning around, he catches me in the nose and breaks my nose. And it felt like my face shattered. I've, I don't think I've ever experienced pain like that. And I blacked out. Um, I didn't get knocked out, but I blacked out. The next thing I know, I'm in the homeroom sitting down going, ah, my face hurts. And uh, a couple of my friends were like, oh, dude, oh my God. And the teacher's yelling at me to go to the office. I'm like, why do I have to go to the office? I'm the one that had my face broken. And apparently I messed him up good while I was blacked out. Um, so don't make me black out. Uh, and I got suspended for a day. And I protested because I'm like, dude, he's been bullying me and this was 1996, maybe 97. So, I mean, the bullying was not what it is today. You know, it, people are more aware of it. But when I told him this guy and my classmates backed me up, this guy's been bullying me all year and uh, they took it off my permanent record so I could get into the high school I wanted. So that was good. But my nose to this day is crooked if you look close at it. And uh, the slightest touch makes it hurt quite a bit. Uh, well, not slightest touch, but like a few times James has whacked it pretty hard. At, oof. Um, I went to the doctor back then. And they're like, oh, it's already kind of healed. So we'd have to break it again to heal it or to put it back in place. And I'm like, no, that doesn't sound good. I should have. So that was my one-ish fight. Because uh, my mama always told me, because I'm so big, I shouldn't be violent. I shouldn't fight back. Use your words. And she regrets that now. Because you punch a bully once in the face and uh, all the other bullies get the message. Instead of me being the gentle giant that everybody could get away with murder with. And one time I was... I worked a super crappy bar on Van Nuys Boulevard in Van Nuys and they wanted it to be Hollywood but it's not Hollywood it's Van Nuys freaking Boulevard and so my job as the security guy was to check IDs but also maintain a decent ratio of girls to guys and because it's a crappy bar not a lot of ladies were coming in and so you know when it was a busier night and if there's too many guys, it can get rowdy inside because there's too many 
too much testosterone gunning for the couple of chicks that are in there. So it's like 12.30 on a Friday night, 2014. And these four dudes roll up, um, not dressed particularly nice. We did have a dress code, but uh, just four dudes. And I, I'm like, sorry, fellas, uh, we got too many guys. You don't want to be here anyways. There's no girls in there. There's no, no cuties. You just keep on going up to Ventura Boulevard and you'll find something better up there. They won't take no for an answer. For like 10 minutes, they're arguing with me about how... Let them go in. No. It's bad for business. No, you can't go in. It's late at night, too. It's 1230. If you guys just showed up at 10, then it might be different. But you know what? No, keep walking. And they are not getting it and not giving up and so I say to the lead guy you're done D-O-N-E as in I'm done explaining this to you and I'll talk to your boy and try and explain to him but you're done but he heard you're dumb D-U-M-B and I sort of realized it as I was it was coming out of my mouth but I meant to. I said you're done, and then I turned to his boy, and the dude, the first dude, sucker punches me in the mouth, and uh, something's very wrong in my mouth. I reach up, and my upper left canine is bent in at a 45 degree angle, and my reaction is just like, seriously, my my effing tooth and then I'm like okay in my head I made some calculations there's four of these dudes real ghetto They're, they probably have a gun or a knife on them if they don't have one on them they certainly have one in their car so the caveman inside me wants to tear this guy in half but not worth it and so he uh really crappy backup security guy I had that night because my main partner was gone so it was a friend of his somebody who does not do security for a living he just locks the uh, gate that is the main entrance in Dakota and then it's uh, 90 degree behind a curtain and then there's the other door so I start walking through the curtain the guy that punched me follows me calls me a faggot and spits on me Again, I just keep walking because I don't want to get shanked or shot. And I shut the door and lock the door. Call the cops. Of course, they're gone by the time the cops get there. My tooth, I can't close my mouth comfortably because it's pointing in at 45 degrees. And cops take a report, but I don't have a good description. Dude with dreads. If, you know, I see 30 guys like that in the bar each night. Um, so I go home next morning I find an emergency dental place and they just literally yank the tooth back in the, the spot and they pulled it a little bit too far so forever I will have a then I needed a root canal on that tooth so forever I will have a reminder in my mouth of Coda my tooth that is a little bit too far 
Can't see it if you look at my smile, but I can certainly feel it in my mouth. Heidi just got back. Kate is refusing to sleep, so I'm podcasting to try and get him to sleep. Yeah, Heidi's got a bag of fries and a burger. You want to come over here and podcast with me? Talk about how you managed to get our son who yesterday was saying, I hate shots, I hate shots, to come home from his hepatitis whatever shot and say, I love shots now. I didn't feel a thing. I didn't cry. So how'd you do that, Heidi? Bribed. Bribed. <laughs> no, I just, I was on him. Or but, I magic. So well, you, you left the house with... Without him knowing that he was going to get a shot. You were going on a mommy and James adventure. And he knew you were going to Target, right? No. Oh, so he knew nothing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, is it a walking walk? He thought you guys were going to go on a walk. So I, I felt so bad because I'm like, he's going to get ambushed. Mm-hmm. Poor little guy. He's so afraid of shots. The last time he got a shot was the flu shot. And he squirmed and jerked so much that he bent the needle. I don't think they can hear you because you're all the way over there. What? I don't think they can hear you because you're on the far side of the couch. Oh, no, I just, I totally plan to be just like this weird mumble in the back uh, that you react to. That's good listening. I think that's funny. Uh, uh-huh. um, they don't want to hear me chewing on my picture. So yeah, you left the house not letting him know what to do or what he was going to do. So then what happened? So, we saw him by our neighbor's house who's giving me some clothes that she didn't wear anymore. And as we were driving away from that, I said, now part of our adventure, we're coming up on the part of our adventure that's not very fun. But then after it, it's going to be a lot of fun. We just got to get through this part that he's, he's so smart. He immediately was like, do I have to get a shot? Am I going to get the flu shot? So, like, he, he was, like, right there in his brain. Um, I said, no, not the flu shot. You need the hepatitis B. And I couldn't even finish the sentence before he screamed, no! Turn the car around! And the tears. Um, so I just kept talking and let him cry. Let him scream. He said, "You have to have it for school." Um, and then, you know, he was. You guys had to wait for forty-five minutes at the place before they saw you guys to do the shot. Yes. Was he cool during that period, or was he nervous? Well, I have, I have the app books, V O O K S. Mm-hmm my phone and it's um, stories, books you know, put into form and someone reads them obviously um, so he got, he was being distracted by that, distraction is key in a situation you have to distract them and get their mind off of it, otherwise you're just going to continue to worry and think about worst case scenarios over and over and over. Which we've tried a lot for the flu shot. I was sh- He was super into Star Wars at that point and I had a playlist of YouTube like super cuts of just Star Wars action and normally like when he needs his nebulizer uh-huh. treatment he, he'll sit there with, a, he used to be afraid of the nebulizer 
And he would sit there for the 15-minute nebulizer treatment, watch Star Wars, and be cool. So we tried that for the flu shot, but nope. Yeah, but he had gotten worked up in there. He had no chance to calm down prior. Um, so I think in some ways his 45 minutes was a blessing because mm. he got calmed down was focusing on these books and then she comes to get us he starts to get worked up again this is the time for the job and the time for the job I don't like it all. and he has this thing where he asked me multiple times does anybody like shots has, does anybody or does anybody else hate shots mommy do you hate shots does everybody hate shots and I say yes everybody hates shots but we do them because they're important um, and the second we get into the room he asks the nurse do you hate shots and she was on she said yeah he goes does anybody does everybody hate shots answered. She said she didn't know anyone that liked them. Um, and so then he requested Blippi. Of course. Which is not our favorite. Blippi is he makes he makes fine songs. Mm-hmm. His songs on the Amazon device quite pleasant. Entertaining. But his videos for the most part are just toy commercials and he's so frenetic it's like he has to do like all the coke in the world before every video and one of our mommy friends told me he used to be in the air force and he decided he was going to make kid youtube videos i can't imagine that guy in the air force um and some of his videos are okay despite his frenetic energy which drives me nuts but he'll go to a farm and show us stuff on the farm like Mr. Rogers would do but then there's ones where he's literally just playing with a front loader toy anyways continue but so he chose Blippi at the amusement park so it was you know riding roller coasters whatever so I say just watch Blippi watch Blippi um nurse did an excellent job of holding pinching around it uh, I think that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the hep B shot isn't bad. It's right. not like a flu shot that makes your arm sore. It's not like a, mm-hmm. a tetanus shot or uh, uh, the other one that I'm forgetting. So I get a call from Heidi, and I answer it right away, and I'm expecting, like, screaming James, and Heidi's been trying to comfort him for 20 minutes, and, like, here, take the phone, talk to Daddy. But I hear a little James in the background going, I love shots now. I didn't feel a thing and he was so proud of himself so that was really cool and then he got to go to Target and pick out a toy what did he pick out? Um, some Star Wars Lego thing okay which uh, he is not ready for Lego Legos he's going to have to build it yeah Heidi's going to have to build it and then he's going to destroy it uh, he got a simple Lego monster truck that he took to pieces in the bath and I, I before I built all this stuff I explained listen Duplos you can kind of rebuild because they're so big and simple but when you tear apart a Lego I'm not keeping all these instructions and I'm not rebuilding them you can like have it have a car crash and have a wheel come off but if you tear it all apart 
I'm not, even if I wanted to, I'm not going to be able to fix it. So he had a bath one time, and he said he wanted that monster truck to be like the Titanic, so it's every piece is separated. <laughs> His Star Wars A-Wing is in a little bit better shape, but uh, yeah, he's definitely not ready for Lego Legos yet. And I tell him about, I used to save my money up when I was a little bit older than him and buy my own big Legos. And my grandmother would give me, I think, 50 bucks for my birthday and 50 bucks for Christmas. And they're December and January, respectively. And so I'd have a good 100 bucks to go buy a Lego. And so I bought the red $100 Lego pirate ship. And I think Dad, or maybe I bought both of them, but I, I had a big red Lego pirate ship and the blue good guy ship. And Dad told me the same thing. I'll build this for you, but I'm not rebuilding it. And I was so good for what seemed like years. I don't have any actual concept of how long it was. But it was probably two weeks. Longer than that, but... According to James, he hasn't been to Mechie in two years. So. James says he hasn't done things in ten years. And he's five <laughs> and a quarter. Um, finally, one day I'm like, oh, the final battle is on. And the red pirate ship rammed the blue pirate ship and then a spaceship rammed both of them and that was the end of those uh, but the red pirate ship in all its destructed glory stayed on my shelf for a long time so it was still cool looking I will say so we went to Target and Target had we started down the toy aisles because he wasn't sure what he wanted. He just wanted something. So I let him wander the aisles. He was interested in some of the stuff that came with like the knockoff American girl dolls. But then I was like, I told him, oh, those belong to the dolls. See the dolls up there? And then he wasn't interested anymore. I went, okay, kid, whatever. Dolls are cool. Um, and it goes down the next aisle with all the Paw Patrol stuff, and I'm like, oh God, please don't shoot Paw Patrol. But next to Paw Patrol is some other show that we don't watch, and it was a pirate show. And he got super excited about it, and he was looking at it and going, oh, and it has a crow's nest, blah, blah, blah. But I had given him a $20 limit, and it was like $45. So, I expected, oh, oh, like it's a little sad, but I told him what the price was, and he went, okay, so I'm not going to get that, and he moved on, and I was Good like, boy. oh my gosh, I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't teach him that, that that's just him natural, I, or maybe I did teach him, and I'm an amazing parent, and I should write lots of books and make tons of money. Good boy. Yeah, he went through a Paw Patrol phase. He never really watched the show. He would watch the show at Grandma's house. Um, and he watched it a couple times here. But he, I guess it's just such a brand that it, every kid knows about it. So he has a stuffed Everest and, does he have Everest? Yeah, he has Everest, Sky, and the police dog. Yeah, but he doesn't like the police one because Jeez. it has a hard eyeballs. So he sleeps with Sky and Everest sometimes. Um, 
yeah, he's kind of over that. Uh, random, or we're going off on tangents, but the show he likes at Grandma's right now is called Mighty Mike, and it's awful. And I stop me, listener, if you've already heard this, or fast forward two minutes. It's a, uh, a Paramount Network kids original. There's no freaking dialogue. I watched a half an episode. It's about a CG pug. And there are two sneaky raccoons named Freddy and Mercury. And they get into mischief and try and steal stuff. But it's mean-spirited. And it's... There is no... How do you know they have names? Because they never talk. In the intro, it like has their name under the character. So I'm sure Grandma was like, Oh, that's Freddy and Mercury. Okay. He knows all of them. But yeah, just violent. And it, it's dumb how does it keep his attention with no dialogue so he will not watch that at our house and luckily he doesn't think we can get it which I'm going to run with that but he's picked up a couple bad habits he does the which I don't like it's not right it's rude it spreads your germs and grandma finally told us oh yeah that's from mighty mike great please don't emulate the a-hole raccoons from the show and when he, he gets so excited when he's like, uh, you know, in Mighty Mike, blah, blah, blah. And me and Mom are, or me and Heidi are just like, uh-huh. Yeah, we don't approve, dude. Um, so, and then you guys went to Minchie's for frozen yogurt, and he picked out his usual chocolate with M&M's, which I think is a ridiculous choice because M&M's get all hard and extra crunchy. Uh, but, hey, whatever, that's his go-to. And he deserved it with that great attitude. So that was quite an accomplishment by my lovely wife. And uh, tomorrow's the first day of public school. Well, not really. There's an assembly virtual. Thursday's the first official day. But uh, I just spent a good chunk of the day getting his school workstation together. She had a great idea of, in the kitchen, there's some unused space. It used to be a little breakfast nook where I fed James every meal, but we've gotten out of that for I piled a while. it with my attempt to keep plants alive. Yeah. Ivy. When did I stop feeding him over there? It's been a while. Mm-hmm. My surgery for that? I don't know. Um... But so she cleaned it off and built a little wood thing to put plants on, and that'll be James's little school area. Super cute. And does he know he's going to the public school? I heard him bitch about it a little bit today. Like, I don't want to go there. I don't know. I didn't bitch to me about it. I think he gets it. We haven't officially told him. Okay. Right. Because he was excited to go to the private school, but not worth spending that money at this point. With I mean, how long has it been that you've your your disability ran out a long time ago? But when did you start getting paid sixty percent? Like November. November? Yeah. So we've been on sixty percent of Heidi's income from November until it ran out in June or whatever. So had. Uh, Thing now is, we got yeah. Um, but yeah, James is going to be bummed. He 
he likes the playground at the kindergarten there. He was excited about that. And he knows a couple friends from preschool. And but you know what? The way I figure it, it's not like he's going to really make any strong connections over the iPad anyways if we went private. So the only benefit to doing the private would be that Heidi would have a better connection with the teacher. But again, like I said, every the, the two parents I spoke to had kindergartners in the spring, so they didn't get squat from it. And yeah, that wasn't the school we were going to send them to. That was a Santa Clarita Public School. And oh wait, one was that school. <laughs> anyway, um, Kate is asleep. So once Heidi's done with her burger and fries, she can try and put them in the crib. My food is sitting on the floor getting cold. I got a, a loo kebab and rice and hummus. Yum. Do they really care about the food you're eating? I don't know. But I don't edit my podcast, so. <laughs> They're hearing it. Um, let's see. Grandma tonight. So Heidi and James are still out on their way home soon. And it was like 7.45, 7.30 maybe, and Grandma says, ah, I'm afraid I'm going to be home at 9 again. Well, then go home now. I, it, what I don't want to deal with is a grumpy grandma. And uh, Saturday... Aggressive. Yeah, passive aggressive. Saturday night, Heidi was building the crib for Cece to be in the new bedroom. I was getting Cade ready for bedtime. And I had just put James to bed, and Grandma was holding Cece. And I'm like, and she, as I walk back in from doing Cade's bedtime, she's like, it's 8.30, and I'm ready to go home now. Fine, go. Then put the baby down on the mat, let her cry, and I will deal with it. Uh, but I don't want to have a bitter... You know, it, I realize you're old and tired, rightfully so, but you're not working that hard. You're sitting there holding a baby who's not upset right now. It's not that hard, but if you can't do that, fine, go. And so tonight she says, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to go home at nine, and when I do that, I, I fall asleep within 15 minutes. And Okay, well then go home now. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Well, fine, then go home at eight o'clock on the dot, no matter what's going on. Well, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I said to her again, it's not like we're dilly-dallying. We're not both on our phones, not getting crap done. We're working as fast as we can. Bedtime is hard with three kids, even with your help. Because James has to get into jammies. We need to make sure he pees. He has to have a bedtime snack and drink. He needs to take his pill, tuck him in. Both babies get new diaper, wiped down with a body cloth, and then a new outfit, and then Kate gets in his zippity-zip, and Cece doesn't get in her bodysuit after the bottle. But that takes a good three, four, five minutes. And we're working our butts off to try and get you out of here, and every time I get you out of here at 8 or 8.10, I, I point it out. Um... And so, yeah, she doesn't want to leave because she wants to help. 
but then but then she gives attitude. Yeah, so then she gives attitude. Yeah. And yeah. so I Kate is just screaming at like seven forty five. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm gonna do bedtime and get him ready and eight oh eight um I go in where James and grandma are and I'm like, Hey, it's eight oh eight, you can go whenever you want and she said, Well what do you want me to do? What do you want? And I'm like, No, bullcrap. You're the one that gets all passive aggressive and bitter. You do what you want to do. No, I did not. I said, No, you're in charge. You go whenever you want. And then I went and dealt with Cade. But then she stays in there forever. What time did she finally leave? 845? Yeah. And so I feed Cade and he's now asleep on me. So that took some time. Heidi comes out with Cece and I'm like, hey, instead of you taking 20 minutes to feed Cece with Cade on me and then nobody to put James down, why don't you try and put Cade down? I'll start feeding Cece. While Heidi's doing that, James comes out. And I'm like, hey, come, on, come up with me. Let's do music and cuddle time, our bedtime routine. And he can't freaking climb up on my lap, though, on my chair. So I have to stop feeding Cece and get him up. And then Cece won't take the bottle anymore. So that disrupted that whole thing. And Grandma had left at 8. Could have gotten James down and then dealt with the babies. So her trying to help made things more difficult. And uh, James is like, hey, what about dinner? Dude, we told you dinner was the Minchie's frozen yogurt, and then we made you a peanut butter sandwich and some apples. And that was your dinner, dude. Well, what about songs? I told you, if you hung out with Grandma and played with her a bunch, we weren't going to have time for many songs. And we listened to two Metallica songs, so you're good. And he went to bed without protest. He was a very good boy. And now Kate is finally asleep. Heidi's first attempt, as soon as he... He was out cold. He passed out as soon as the bottle was over. And Heidi picked him up, walked down the hallway. As soon as she put him down, flail, wake up, fuss. And it took, what time is it now? 10? Uh, 10 till. 10 till. So it's taken a good 40 minutes to get him to sleep. And he, yeah. So, and twice now since we've gotten them into the rooms, what I should do is go to bed. I've got the, the, the white noise machine in there, so I should be able to sneak into bed without waking Kate up. But last night I passed out in my chair and Heidi wasn't able to wake me up when she went to bed. So I woke up very confused at 1.30, came to bed. Kate woke up about 20 minutes later for a bottle. And Heidi and I both came out. I fed him. Heidi tried to put him back. He didn't go for it. So I got... He, he went for it for 10 minutes. So I got a half hour in bed last night. He went for it long enough for me to fall asleep and not wake up to him. Yeah. So what I need to do is make sure I get my butt to bed before I get too sleepy where I pass out. Yeah. So... And the cat is up here with Cade. This and, is riveting stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else you got to say about parenting and twins and James? Um, no. All I'm picturing in my head is a black screen. It's just a black screen of 
Yeah. Our living room, the TV's off, but the red backlight is on, so it's just a big black screen with a red wall behind it, and that's it. So we're just staring at that and talking. So no, 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 in my head. Oh, her like brain is. Asked me, like, her brain is broken. No, like, okay. I've got nothing else. Okay. Okay. Well, let's both go to bed then after I eat. Well, thank you very much for joining me. You guys on the podcast are always very useful for making Cade go to sleep. I tried singing to him and it didn't work. So we will post uh, again soon with how the first couple days of public school go for James. And I'm, I'm glad Heidi will be home for the first week or so before she's back so she can... Oh, I go back on Monday. Okay, so the first two days she'll be here. Great. And then I'll be in charge of two twins and trying to keep a kindergartner focused in the kitchen on schooling. But who cares? Like, it, it's the teacher's job to try and keep him engaged. I mean, by having the nice workspace you're creating, it's not like where he was doing the virtual preschool in the living room where he has toys all around and is easily distracted. He'll be in there with yeah, so hopeful. But uh, thank you again for joining me and you can follow me on Twitter at Starfleet Panels. The show's Twitter is at Live Long and Dad Pod I think, or is it just Live Long and Dad? I don't know. You can search it. Um at Cosmo underscore more on Instagram. So uh, Instagram is where I post the most stuff, baby-wise. Um, Starfleet Panels is a mixture of nerdy Star Trek stuff and the occasional political yelling at into the void. Okay, this has been a... All right, good night. Mm-hmm.